0: Hello everybody, this is Common Sense Christianity again. Uh, sorry if you hear the pitter-patter of raindrops, that's me in my truck and it's raining outside. So I apologize, cars drive by. Um, so today we're basically going to get into the pre-existence of Jesus. You know, are there any pieces of scripture in the Bible or the gospel that talk about the pre-existence of Christ? Right? Right? You know, we can look at um, whether or not Jesus was deceptive. You know, why didn't Jesus just come out and say, you know, uh, I was with God from the very beginning. You know, I am God Almighty. I am God in the flesh. I've come down to save mankind. You know, would it have been that difficult for Jesus to say something like that? Why did Jesus leave us in a state of confusion? Right. He had all eternity with God. Right. He was there during, according to Trinitarians. He was there during the creation. He watched the world form, or in fact, he formed the world, according to Trinitarians, right? Jesus is the creator of all things, right? Hmm. That's according to Trinitarians because they don't understand Colossians, you know, positions of power. Um, But anyway, so, you know, Jesus would have been up there with God from the very beginning, watching creation, watching angels be created, right? Watching mankind be created, watching his mother being created, knowing fully well that one day he would come down, piggybacking off of the Holy Spirit, basically. And the Holy Spirit would be shoving Jesus, who the pre-incarnate Christ, into Mary's womb. And he would go into Mary's womb as a little cell. He would become a tiny little cell. He would gain the necessary chromosomes to become a fetus. And while he was growing in his mother's womb, as the creator of the universe, somehow he was able to continue knitting people together in the womb and running the universe, right? Orchestrating the universe, uh, delegating positions of power, uh, administering the universe as it as Trinitarians say in colossians or in the hebrews that he holds all things together with his spoken word Mm -hmm. right is he was administering the universe while he was a little tiny cell in his mother's belly so basically he went from an eternal spiritual being right entering into a lady and then the lady gives you know he 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 gains a robe of flesh basically he was a walking Meat stick, you know, he was a puppet, right? He didn't really exist as Jesus, the human being, he was a pre existing person that became a human being, right? So he's not, he was a man, but he was not really a man. So when she gave birth to him, Mary, she gave birth to God Almighty who took on flesh, right? So God Almighty went through a complete transformation of his essence, he went from as a triune God. The God of the Bible, according to Trinitarians, consisted of three persons in the beginning who were all spiritual beings, right? Now God took from his essence, you know, when God says, I do not change, uh, he went from his essence of three spiritual beings to now inhabiting the, the, the womb of a woman, right? One of them, one of the God persons, and then he takes on a human nature. So God's nature changed. He went from three spiritual beings in the beginning to now two spiritual beings. And a third spiritual being who also took on the flesh. I mean, this third God person is is actually in the flesh of a man, right? And he remains this way for all eternity. Even though he was made a life giving spirit, he still resembles the man, right? He still he you're able to see Jesus apparently in heaven, and he resembles a man in a glorified body. So, amazing that one of the God persons of the Trinity did things that no other god person did he experienced death he experienced hunger he died he died on the cross and one of the god persons raised jesus from the dead you know so it's just you know god rewarding god god anointing god god appointing god god raising god from the dead and now god sits at god's right hand humanity is not involved whatsoever that's that's in the trinitarian belief system you know and they can you know they don't really like to talk about it because it's nonsensical right so you know, what verses do, do Trinitarians use to say Jesus preexisted? Well, you know, we've gone over, uh, you know, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. That's not talking about preexistence. That's talking about the disciples got the attention of, of Satan who was up in heaven, you know, addressing God all the time, accusing the brethren day and night. He, he fell like lightning from heaven. He shot down to see what was going on. You know, they talk about, you know, uh, Father, glorify me with the glory that I had with you from the world, you know, before the world was. Well, the Bible says You know, Father, you know, the glory that you have given me, I have given them. You know, so the same glory that was given to Jesus before he was born is the same glory future believers get before they are born. It's all in God's purpose and plan. Look at look at Revelation. We already know what's about to happen. Things are have markers. You know, things have markers in time and they catch up. So God had Jesus. God had glory with God. You know, Jesus had glory with God from the beginning because God had it stored up for him. So when the time came, Jesus was asking for the glory. Father, glorify me with the glory that I had with you from the very beginning, with I had with you. It doesn't say glorify me and return the glory that I shared with you. It doesn't say that they shared glory with each other, right? So what a Trinitarian does is they take these these texts and they twist them because there's no evidence, you know, of Jesus pre existing with God in, in heaven ever. You know, there's 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 these riddles that they use. You know, the Bible would be filled with countless pieces of scripture about Jesus walking with God, you know, uh, being with the angels in in Genesis 18. There would be no uh, no reason to have a discussion with this because we know the father preexisted. Right. We have clear evidence of that. You know, but we don't have clear evidence of Jesus in the Old Testament. There's nothing. That's why that's why Trinitarians insist to use riddles like you know Jesus was the angel, and then uh, uh, Jehovah Witnesses have Jesus as the angel Michael, right? You know, we, when we look at the book of Matthew, it says this is the genesis of Jesus Christ. It means the origin, the birth. You know, Mary did not believe that that uh, that Jesus Christ was God. That she gave birth to God, right? And uh, the the angel tells Mary, "You will conceive in your womb a child, right? In your womb, it doesn't say that. It doesn't say that you will receive a a God man from outer space or from heaven, or that she would be taken on and incubating uh, some type of God man, right? She didn't have any any idea of this." You know, so it says, and behold, you will conceive in your womb, in your womb, Luke 131, and bear a son and you should call him Jesus. Right. You will you will conceive in your womb. Why didn't the angel tell Mary that um, that that she was going to give birth to God? Right. Why did why did why did Mary say that she was going to give birth to God? I mean, why didn't the angel tell Mary she was going to give birth to God? You know, she Mary Mary was saying to the angel in Luke 134, how how, how shall this be? since I have no husband. You know, she's talking about conception, right, in the womb. You know, she's not talking about, you know, she would have thought, wow, how, how am I going to receive this spiritual being? This is new to me. You know, how how is that going to work? And the angel would have said, well, angel, you know, Mary god almighty is going to enter your womb as a spirit man and you're going to incubate him and she he would have gone through the process of explaining her explaining to her and prepping her that she is going to give birth to god almighty right the angel would have been very clear on this but he doesn't he says you're going to conceive in your womb a child and then luke 130 um luke one thirty four says the holy spirit will will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you right Therefore, the child to be born and called the Son of God. So you will conceive in your womb a child. Now, Trinitarians believe the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. Well, it says right here, the Holy Spirit, which would be the third person of the Trinity. So let's say this. The, Holy, the third person of the Trinity will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you, right? So this is associating the Holy Spirit, the third person, with the power of the Most High. And therefore, you know, so... This Holy Spirit, who's the third God person, apparently, according to Trinitarians, caused Mary to conceive. So is Jesus not the Son of the Father? Well, yes, according to Trinitarianism and this verse, if we apply it to the Holy Spirit, absolutely. Jesus is no longer the Son of the Father. He's the Son of the Holy Spirit, right? It doesn't work, you know, and they can come up with all these excuses. I've seen them online, you know, with all these excuses. Well, the Fathers, you know, it, it just, it's just nonsense by scripture, if we read it, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. So this is literally the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The third God person of the Trinity will come upon you. Okay, so obviously, if we read the text for what it says, it says the third person of the Trinity is coming upon Mary to cause her to conceive. So does not you can't get around this Trinitarians? The Holy Spirit would be the father of Christ. And it doesn't say that. And so, you know, the Bible talks about the power of the Father. Yeah, the, the Holy Spirit is God's power, right? It's not a third person. It can be personified. <laughs> so I, I don't like it when Trinitarians say, you know, you don't personify, you know, you don't. You take away God's personage when you say the Holy Spirit is an it. No. It's like my spirit is not really, you know, it's me, but it's an it. You know, they don't refer to my spirit as, you know, my name. It's, it's God has a personality. It's the Father, and it is. His spirit is not it, you know, it's, it's everywhere. Like you can pour out, uh, he can pour out his Holy Spirit to, to certain places. You know, he can, he can be up in heaven, which is his permanent abode, but he can also pour out his spirit to a home. He can pour it out to a church. He can unleash his spirit, right? He can pull it. He can withdraw his spirit. It's not, it's not limited to a third person. Think about it, Trinitarians. You're having a third person identification as a person that's God, Holy Spirit. Can he be poured out? Can he be everywhere? Really? Well, God is holy. The Father is holy. The Father is spirit. The Father is Holy Spirit. That's why it says, you know, God is spirit. True worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. God is spirit, and he seeks those to worship him, right? So, you know, when we look at the power of the Most High will overshadow you, and then then Jesus is called the Son of the Most High, this shouldn't be very difficult, right? Jesus is the Son of the Most High, he's the Son of the Holy Spirit because he's the, son, he's the Son of the Father, right? So, you know, other verses that talk about pre-existence are simply in God's purpose and plan. You know, the Bible says, God chose us in Him before the world began and, and Jesus suffered repeatedly since the foundation of the world. You know, and if you look at the KJV, it says the Lamb slain for the foundation of the world. So when you read it like that, it looks like, you know, Jesus was crucified on the, on the cross before the world began, right? The Bible says in the book of Hebrews that Jesus was predestined from the foundation of the world, but was only made manifest at these final times for us. It says, he has appeared once on earth and will appear a second time. You know, it doesn't, you know, if, the, if Jesus preexisted, all of these verses are very misleading. You know, we not only do we not have any, any single piece of scripture where Jesus clearly indicates that he preexisted and he was doing anything with God, which I absolutely would have done. Look at Trinitarians and how they, how they use all of these spectacular mental gymnastics to try and get us to believe Jesus preexisted. If God wanted us to believe it and Jesus, boy, they would have went out of their way like Trinitarians do. You know, they would have made it very clear. One word, you know, he could have said, hey, I was with God in the very beginning during creation. Boom, you're done, you know? And he could have made it very clear, but not a single piece of scripture says this, you know? And, and Jesus grew in wisdom about God and man. You know, all everything points to a a full human being, and that's why the Bible says that Jesus was a man. You know, I am a man that heard from God, John, Jesus himself in the book of John. So the beauty of the truth is, In the Unitarian perspective is, we understand that Jesus was fully human, right? Everything fits perfectly together. This this shows why Jesus increased in wisdom about God and man. He was conceived in the womb. There's no there's no riddles, right? There's no more mystery. You know, as a Trinitarian, I had to come up with all these excuses. Well, why didn't the angel tell Mary that he was, that she would be receiving God? You know, why is the Holy Spirit the third person, but he's overshadowing Mary, right? Why does Jesus never tell his mother that he was God or he preexisted her, right? I mean, why doesn't he tell the apostles that he was God? They fled, you know, they, they drew swords to protect Jesus in the garden do you really think they would draw swords to protect Jesus if they thought he was God? Isn't God able to protect himself? You know, these are the common sense, these are the common sense things that a lot of trinitarians don't look at. They don't examine the Trinity, and if they do, they 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 kind of push them away. They don't want to believe that they're deceived, right? They don't they don't want to think that. So, when the Trinity when a trinitarian looks at things, they don't use a lot of common sense, unfortunately. They'll sit back and say, "Okay, let me examine this. What does common sense dictate?" You know, first of all, does, does one, three persons and one that equal one make a lot of sense? No. Well, then that should be a cause for concern. Does Jesus ever teach a trinity? No. Okay, that should be a cause for concern. Do the apostles ever teach a trinity? No. That should be a cause for concern. Does God ever say he's a three-person being? No. That should be a cause for concern. But what do they do? They hang on to these riddles, like, you know, John 17, 5, that you know, they don't understand that everything exists in God's purpose and plan. And When you have idioms like, you know, uh, one Trinitarian I was talking to said that Jesus is not of heaven, so that means he's, he's, he's God. No, the, and he didn't keep reading. Other people are also of heaven. So you can be of heaven, which means in God's favor and in God's plan, or you can be of the earth, you know. Uh, you can be from you know there's earthly things and there's heavenly things so it doesn't mean anything to do with preexistence you know Jesus said I am from above you are from below does that mean they come they came from hell? No it just means that he's of God you know he's of God he's he's godly where they're not they're they're they're, they're earthly a different way of perspective. So we can go through all kinds of scripture that talk about the preexistence and yeah he did pre-exist in God's purpose and plan, you know Everything fits perfectly together. Like I said, the angel does not tell Mary at any time that she would be receiving a God-man. That would make Jesus not her son. And And that would make Jesus not really a descendant of King David, nor the last Adam, if he existed before King David and Adam. I mean, things get really weird. You know, not only that, do they get really weird, you know, logically, but they get really weird because nobody speaks of it it would be very easy, like I said, to make the case that Jesus was pre-eternal or pre-existing for just saying so, not use riddles. I mean, Jesus, if, if, okay, if Jesus was God and Jesus was a Trinitarian and the Trinity is true, Jesus and the apostles and God were the most deceptive and worst communicators ever because they never clearly ever said that God is a Trinity and they never, ever clearly said that Jesus is God. The apostles preached Jesus was a man after he leaves earth. For crying out loud, how, how, I mean, how confusing could have the apostles and Jesus been? You know, Jesus is God Almighty. Here he is. But he says, you know, it's not my will. It's not my words to speak. It's not my doctrine. Uh, you know, um, I don't know the day or the hour. Only my father does. And only my father is a true God. But, but yet he wants us to believe he's God Almighty. Why not just say so? Why not just say, I am God Almighty, I have come down from heaven in the flesh of a man, and I'm here to die for your sins. I mean, you know, it would still be unbelievable, but at least we would have biblical evidence and scripture to back it up. We don't have any of that. So the Trinity is complete assumption. You know, what happened was, is after the, the vote of the Council of Nicaea to make Jesus God, it progressively got to go, okay, well, how is he going to be God and Father is God when that's two gods? So we're going to have to mesh them together and, and figure out, how um, how we can make him into one God so everything is equal you know because we can't have one God who's inferior and another God who's superior because that makes two gods we have to make them all blended right so they they went out of this and then they, they use these little these little riddles to try and ram it together in theology you know they don't understand how Hebrew people think when they when a the Hebrew person looks at things it's all in God's purpose and plan he has everything in in his plan it's all done already so everything did pre-exist. Jesus pre-existed in God's purpose and plan. Just like we do in the book of Revelation, everything happened. You can read it. You can read about what happened. Satan falls down. Did he did, did this really happen? No, it didn't. It happened in God's purpose and plan. So when the biggest one is John 17, 5, when Jesus said, Glorify me with the glory that I had with you. Yes, Jesus had glory with God. From the very beginning in God's purpose and plan. And Jesus is now asking for that reward. You know, Father, reward me. Give me that glory that, uh, that I had with you from the very beginning. Absolutely. You know, and, and it says, The glory you have given me, I have given them. So, you know, Jesus is given the pre-existing glory that that God had stored up. He's passing this on now, and he's glorifying people and giving people glory that have not even been born yet. You know, it's in God's purpose and plan. And I've gone through my other podcasts, you want to check them out, about scripture that shows pre-existence. You know, I've gone over a few here, but the main story is, this is common sense Christianity, and we're going to look at scripture, but we're also going to use common sense. You know, the overall perspective, does Jesus ever teach that he's God Almighty? You know, clearly, no, ever. He uses riddles. I mean, the riddles that he uses are easily disputable, so... Was Jesus trying to convey that he was God Almighty by using riddles? I don't think so, right? It's just a way of deceiving people. You know, Trinitarians use it to try and bend what they want. No, Jesus, I, I know what you're doing, Jesus. You're just playing a little game with us. You're using a riddle, but I know you're Yahweh. I know you're Yahweh, even though the Bible says Jesus is Yahweh's servant son, right? So, you know, the truth is, the, the beauty of the truth is, in the Unitarian perspective, is we know who God is and we know who Jesus is. We're not sent out every day, on Riddle Land to knit our Trinitarian blanket together with riddles of yarn, you know, yarn of riddles and knit, knit, knit. And each stitch you have, you have a a fabricated blanket, you know, that can comfort you. It's not like that. We understand Jesus did not pre-exist. He was born in the womb of his mother. There's no problems with, with the Unitarian perspective. We don't have all of these loose ends, you know, these loose ends that you have to tie up like the Trinitarian perspective, they're always wondering, well, why is that? Why did that happen? Why did Jesus say he didn't know the day and the hour if he pre-existed? Well, that was just his human nature. I'm pretty sure that even in Jesus' human nature, he can tell the truth. It didn't say his human nature. That means his divine nature did, but his, you know, over, his human nature overcompassed that. Oh, he put aside his divine prerogatives. Really? But you said he was fully God and fully man. How can he be fully God if he sets aside his divine prerogatives? I mean, this is, you know, this is a soup sandwich that, that I was talking about. You know, it doesn't work. So there is no pre-existence of Jesus. That's why he told his mother that, you know, he was her son, not I'm God and I became your son. She knew that she was crying on the cross when he was on the cross. This is my son, you know. Mother, look at you. Look at me. I'm your son. Look upon your son. She didn't look think, oh, my gosh, there's God. I mean, you know, if you really think about it, if jesus pre-existed all of this time he obviously was not really your son but how would you feel if you found out that you gave birth to a boy and you raised him for 33 years and you found out that that he was not really conceived in your womb he actually existed for all eternity and he simply came into your womb as as basically uh you know an invasion because she was never alerted that she would give birth to god or god would be entering her she was under the assumption that jesus was fully human you know, we can't, we, we look at what scripture says. You will conceive in your womb a child. She's like, how do I know? I, I never, I haven't been with a man. Well, it would be completely different. She could say, well, how, how is God Almighty gonna f- come into my womb and become a baby? You know, and the angel could have explained, well, you know, God Almighty is gonna come down. He's gonna, he's going going to to He's gonna transform into a cell and he's gonna a- acquire the necessary chromosomes that he needs to become a fetus. And then when you give birth to him, You're going to give birth to God. So, you know, this is amazing, Mary. You've been chosen to give birth to God. Isn't this amazing? And Mary would have been like, I don't understand. How can I give birth to God? You know, and the angel could have explained it, you know, and then Mary would have grown up knowing that really he was not her son. It was God Almighty in disguise that gained a flesh suit. You know, he was not really Jesus. Jesus did not exist. In the trinitarian belief system jesus did not exist as we know it he was a man that took jesus's role he was basically jesus for 33 years and that's it poof he's gone his humanity is gone he did not exist as a man he simply used humanity as a cloak right so trinitarians christians go through scripture look at it from a hebrew perspective yes there's pre-existence in god's purpose and plan You know, Jesus suffered repeatedly from the foundation of the world. When the Bible tells me that he has only appeared once on earth and will appear a second time, I don't think that he pre-existed, right? I understand that. And the problem is, is we don't read the Bible with a Hebrew understanding. We look at it as, you know, I have come down from heaven going, whoa, Jesus came down from heaven. Well, the Bible says all good gifts come down from heaven from the Father. So when Jesus says, I have come down from the Father, we understand what that means. You know, nobody thinking... Nobody thought God was a man. So that excludes Jesus from being God, right? The Pharisees threw all kinds of false accusations. It says in the Bible they were trying to get him to say anything that would that would throw him off, to convict him, you know, basically saying that you're God, you know, you're God. Jesus never said that. He always counter you know, counteracted uh, the Pharisees and, and told them that, no, you know, isn't it written in your law that you are God's? Now you're going to stone me because I said I'm the son of God? You know, like, you're going, you're going way over top here, right? So... Again, there's no evidence of Jesus pre-existing, and it would contradict scripture. You know, God said you can't see his face and live. Jesus was seen, you know. God says, you know, the Bible says God dwells in unapproachable light. No man has seen God or can ever see God. They saw Jesus, you know. They got close to him. So everywhere you go in the Trinity belief system, it contradicts itself, and they push all these away. It's, It's an argument in silence. They ignore things like that. So... Think about things this is common sense sometimes i get on the podcast and i just t- try to spark people's curiosity and have them thinking it's not always about scripture it is but how does scripture apply with common sense right god gave us logic god gave us common sense and that's certainly more applicable to the bible because that's what that's what god's word is he wants to relate to us through his word and through common sense and logic you know if something seems wrong it probably is right It doesn't seem right. You know, the Trinity is, why, you know, all these people. Why is the Trinity so confusing? I can't understand the Trinity. Can somebody please help me out? Can somebody make me a video and show me the Trinity? And they have all these fascinating diagrams and flow charts and, you know, little Trinitarian. Is not God. The Father is not the Father. It's not the Son. The Son is not the Holy Spirit. God is. God is. You know, points on all this triangle stuff, man-made stuff. It's nonsense. You know, Jesus was fully human. The Father God is God alone and the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of the Father. God bless, and have a great day.